0: Paxton thank you so much for joining me today. Hey you know,
1: I, I appreciate you having me on
0: you know um, Texas is really from a national standpoint uh, it's looked at and regarded that we uh, follow the rule of law that uh, Texans are you know constitutionalists they love this uh, this state. Uh, we, We really have this appeal throughout the nation that we are a gold star state. And what I'm increasingly uncovering in my investigations is that there is a lot of election fraud happening in the state of Texas. I wanted to talk to you about the recent criminal court of appeals decision that basically removes your ability to prosecute election crimes. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, so this is a uh, horrible ruling by the Court of Criminal Appeals. And for those who don't know what the Court of Criminal Appeals is, it is a little confusing. We have two different court systems in Texas. We have a criminal court system and we have a civil court system. The final say, the Supreme Court of Texas Supreme Court, is the final say on all civil matters. And the Court of Criminal Appeals, which is what we're talking about now, is the final say on all uh, criminal matters. Well, that court struck down a 1951 statute that the legislature put in place, directing the attorney general of Texas to prosecute voter fraud, and it was in, it was a very interesting timing. Mean, they had to overrule a, a legislative statute that had been there for over 70 years, that had been used thousands of times, with literally different members of, of the court of appeals basically saying, "Yeah, that's it's completely." Uh, uh, legal and, and appropriate for the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud pursuant to a statute that the legislature passed. So it was really odd that suddenly these uh, eight members of the Court of Criminal Appeals, there was one Republican that voted the right way, the other eight are Republicans who voted the wrong way. And what they've done is they put us in a horrible situation because now if, if that stands, and by the way, there's nowhere to appeal that and they know it, but now we have all these DAs who were put in place by George Soros in in some of these liberal counties who won't prosecute voter fraud, which means there's no remedy now to prosecute voter fraud. And we had about, you know, between investigations and prosecutions, we had about 900 going right now with all, we only have four prosecutors. So it tells you how busy we are with voter fraud. And unfortunately, this court, I think, um, in league with some of these uh, uh, DAs are positioning us so that we can't prosecute voter fraud. And it makes me very suspicious of the members of the Court of Criminal Appeals. And possibly, I, I think it's very possible that some of them were were put on that court by George Soros, or at least aided and abetted by people that are, that are in league with George Soros.
0: You know, Ken, what's surprising is that you have a Republican majority in your, your legislature.
1: Yeah. But these people, are they run. And what, I, what I've noticed, you know, I ask people wherever I speak, do you know who, who's on the Court of Criminal Appeals? And a lot of times people will know some of the members of the Supreme Court, they're much more well known, they're much more engaged, they're much more uh, apt to be out, you know, speaking to people. But the Court of Criminal Appeals, almost no one knows who's on there. Even extremely active lawyers and, and activists don't know who's on the Court of Criminal Appeals. And so that's why it's such a genius strategy because I find when I'm out talking that I'm fortunate if any if out of nine people know one of them. So it's if it would be very easy to run people for that court who are not really Republicans, who have who had an agenda of taking down our ability to prosecute voter fraud, and we would never know. We most of the voters would like have no idea who these people are. And that's that's the absolute truth. Most voters don't know who any of them are, and even the people most involved are unaware of who's on that court.
0: So Ken, now that you're basically handcuffed by this latest decision, I mean, is there anything that can be done? Can I mean, is there anything that Governor Abbott can do? What is well, the next
1: Well, step? It's, it's it's a very difficult challenge because, you know, people the court of criminal appeals will says just pass a constitutional amendment. That they know that we can't pass a constitutional amendment. The Democrats will vote against it. So they say that acting like that's a real remedy, it's not. So what I would like the, the legislature to pass is pass another criminal statute and let's work over the next three uh, next two years because three of them are up in two years. Every three years or every two years, three of the nine are up. They have six year terms. And by the way, they issued this opinion two days after the filing deadline to run against the three that were up that are up right now. So no one knew to run against them. They conveniently waited until two days after the filing deadline. So they'd have a clear two years. Like, so no one could run against them. No one would know to run against them. So we're going to have to run against three of them next time. And we're also going to have to get the legislature, the legislature to, to pass legislation to allow me again to prosecute uh, voter fraud. And and the great thing about that is it gives me a couple of years for them to come back and say we can't do it. By then, hopefully we can, we can, we can change some of the court of appeals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another question, a lot of people across Texas, now that they've been mobilized and really invigorated by uh, Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit, and a lot of the... election integrity force type of people across our country are banding together to try to make sure that we can uh, save our elections, but they're running into roadblocks when they ask election administrators to open the records. Can you talk to me a little bit about why some people are saying that it was just an opinion and not a ruling to open the records?
1: Yeah, so we issued an opinion recently that said that these election records should be viewable by the public or by the legislature, um, and as long as they're protected from people knowing who voted for who. Obviously, we we want to protect the sanctity of, of of people having secret ballots. But we've noticed that a lot of these election administrators, despite the opinion, which is it is an opinion that that basically addresses what the current what we believe the current law is, and what some of these election administrators who are not so keen on transparency of elections are saying is oh that's just an opinion and they're trying to force these people to sue them which then obviously takes time takes resources and of course we would we would uh, it slows down the entire process of allowing voters to have and, and, and allowing citizens to have transparency in their elections.
0: Right. Yeah, it's absolutely egregious what's going on. I really hope that we can make some headway in January when the legislature gets back. And uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton, we're so grateful for you. Thank you for being a fighter for the state of Texas.
1: Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on.
0: All right. Take care. God bless.